What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because building an income stream you control is the ultimate declaration of independence. Excellent roundup style show for you today featuring SEO tips from a bunch of friends of mine and experts who make a living online. I asked them what's working for you today in terms of driving more search traffic to your sites. I gave the example in that one relatively new tactic of mine that seems to be having a positive impact is adding relevant outbound links in my posts and not just outbound links, but outbound links to authoritative sources. For years, this was kind of an afterthought for me. I didn't want to link out because I'd worked so hard to get traffic in that I wanted people to stay on that page. I wanted them to dive deeper into the content, to sign up for my stuff. But it makes total sense that Google would reward you for linking to relevant high authority resources because it makes your post more valuable, makes it seem more well-researched. On Side Hustle Nation, you'll see that I'm often doing this with industry statistics or metrics or for uh, definitions, which I'll point to Wikipedia or Investopedia. My main goal here is to provide additional context or data to back up a point. And usually I found there's room for three or four of these types of links in each article. This has definitely become an SOP checklist item, a standard operating procedure checklist item of mine whenever I go back through and update an older post. And it definitely gets done before we hit publish on anything new that we hope to rank for. I'm sure there are other ways to do this, but I tend to just use Ahrefs' free domain authority checker where you can copy and paste the main domain, main URL of the source you're considering linking to, and it'll spit back out a number from one to 100. What is the domain authority? When choosing these types of links, all else being equal, the higher number, the better, right? If you can find a resource that is a, an 80, I would link to that over a resource that is uh, a 70, all else being equal. But stick around in this one to hear the content strategies, the quick optimizations, the keyword research tactics that the pros are using today. Notes and links to all the resources mentioned are at sidehustlenation.com slash tips. While you're there, make sure to download the free guide I put together on the common mistakes that you might be making with your website that are costing you money. These are based on the 400 plus interviews here and reviewing hundreds of listener sites over the years as well. I'll tell you what those mistakes are, how to test them on your own site, and how to get them fixed fast. Once again, that's at sidehustlenation.com slash SEO tips, all one word. Ready? Let's do it. Hey everyone, it's Spencer Haas here with nichepursuits.com and linkwhisper.com. Something that I've been focusing on recently for my sites is finding any old articles that don't have any internal links pointing to them, also known as orphaned posts. You already likely know that internal links can help you rank better in Google, but I'm often surprised how many articles I've actually missed in the past that don't have a single internal link pointing to them. Now, I personally use Link Whisper to help me quickly find which of my articles don't have any internal links pointing to them. And rather than trying to force an internal link from a specific page that has high domain authority, even if it's not relevant, I actually try to focus on relevant and on-topic internal links. I feel like Google is valuing relevant and on-topic internal links more than just a link from a powerful page that is unrelated. 
And if you can build an internal link from a page that is also getting decent traffic from Google, in addition to being relevant, I'm finding that these types of internal links have the most impact. So in review, I use Link Whisper to help me find orphan pages. I also use Link Whisper to get suggested relevant links from pages that have existing organic traffic from Google. Although building targeted internal links may seem like a simple strategy, it's one that most sites still neglect at some level, and so they really are missing out on maximizing results. Thanks for the opportunity, Nick. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Spencer, for that. Again, nichepursuits.com. This is part of my process as well when I publish a new article because naturally, it's brand new. It doesn't have any links pointing to it. So what I'll do is a quick keyword search for the main topic of the new article on my site to see if I've talked about that specific thing in the past. For example, one of the semi-recent posts that we did was on starting a pressure washing business. And sure enough, I'd mentioned pressure washing as a business idea before. So I went through and added links from those old posts to the brand new one, which helped make the older posts more helpful. Like, Hey, if you want to learn more, here's a more in-depth article and interview on pressure washing on this exact topic. And it makes it so the new post isn't so-called orphaned content. And Spencer and I aren't the only ones seeing value in internal links. Here's Stacey Caprio from her.ceo and episode 323 of the Side Hustle Show. Hi, this is Stacey Caprio from her.ceo. I help entrepreneurs gain financial independence and also talk a lot about buying, selling, and growing websites in terms of traffic and revenue. One of my favorite things is to share case studies from my own website growth experiences and my readers. When I started out with websites, I really never thought about and I used to dismiss the value of any type of internal link from my own pages to my own pages. I remember thinking, why would that help? Why would linking from my own page to another page help boost a ranking? Wouldn't it only matter if a different site linked to my own page? I thought that was the only way to boost a ranking. So it felt kind of out of my control, like someone would have to randomly link to me or I would have to do outreach or pay for a link. I've actually never paid for links because I've always seen that as being more risky. This past year especially, I've really started to see and understand the value of linking to your own pages internally and how that alone can often be enough to boost a keyword ranking. The fun way that I like to implement this is going over to Google Search Console and then take a look at my keywords that are getting impressions, but ranking on page two or lower on page one and finding the ones that I would really like to give a little boost from internal linking. What I do is I search in the WordPress search box for those keywords that I found in Search Console. And then I find that keyword. It'll pull up all the pages that have that keyword on it. You can go into those pages and then add a link to the page you want to rank for the specific keyword. I usually do this for five or 10 pages, giving it five or 10 internal links with just two or three exact match. And then the rest are variations of the keyword or simply related phrases. If you do too many exact match, you run the risk of 
Google seeing that is an over-optimization penalty. So you could actually hurt that keyword. So you want to make sure you do vary the link text a little bit. There are a few benefits to doing this. And one is it makes the page less of an orphan and it shows Google and other search engines that your site values the page. And that gives it more value in the eyes of Google. I have consistently seen keywords, especially lower competition keywords, go up and get a little boost in rankings when I've been doing this internal linking technique this past year and so, and I've been loving using it. I am glad to have stumbled upon this. And thanks for having me, Nick. If you guys want more great SEO tips and revenue and website growth tips, you can head over to my blog, www.her.co. And I look forward to seeing you over there. Fun fact for you, Stacy's Side Hustle Show episode in which she talked about buying cash flow in the form of online businesses as a fast track to financial independence. Well, it's one of the top 10 most downloaded episodes of all time for the show. That's episode 323. If you want to go check it out or at sidehustlenation.com slash Stacy, S-T-A-C-Y. John from fatsacksblog.com here today. So my SEO approach is very simple and it's the same one I've been doing for a long time. And that is I focus on finding and publishing around easy to rank or low competition keywords. And that's it. I don't swing for the fences trying to go after big keywords or really valuable keywords in terms of that would we call them buyer intent. I tend to avoid those. It's not to say I don't do, do any of them, but really I would say like 95% of my content is informational content targeting easy to rank keywords. Hrefs might report 10 searches a month, 100 searches a month. The point is, is that there's not a lot of competition around them and I can rank for them without having to invest any money in it or time into building links. Now, this content does attract links, not every article, but many of them do over time. So there is link building going on. It's just I'm not putting time or money into it. I'm focusing on what I call high volume publishing. So I operate my main business or various niche sites. They're fairly broad. So I wouldn't cover something such as just lipstick or hair curlers. I focus on the whole site would be around beauty. And so they're broad. It's got a huge audience. It's got, in fact, got multiple audiences. I'm not serving just one distinct group of people. It's just this is informational content, how-tos, Q&As, guides, just general information that covers all of the subtopics within a large niche. Now, obviously, I don't, I don't get these sites are ever really finished. They just keep going and going and going. But the point is, is that I'm just really trying to build a high traffic niche site that are monetized mostly with display ads, a little bit of affiliate stuff, but mostly with display ads. It's informational content. I do put affiliate links in there, but they don't really convert well because it's not by our intent. And the goal is, is just publish content on really, really easy to rank keywords. And I do it over and over. And when I say easy to rank, I'm talking about Ahrefs reporting a search volume. Could be 10 a month, could be 20, could be 50, could be 100. It's rare that I would find what I consider an easy to rank keyword with uh, Ahrefs reporting more than 1,000 searches per month. Now, it happens, and in some niches, it's better than others. But typically speaking, I really go for those low, low monthly search volume keywords because a lot of sites aren't going to touch them, but I will. And in my experience, going after these keywords will actually result in quite a bit more traffic than the 10 or 20 or 50 that Ahrefs will report. Because if you write a 1,500 or 1,800 word article on one of these really, really specific topics within the niche, 
you're naturally going to target a lot of other really long tail keywords. Now, they may all maybe get two searches a month, maybe five searches a month. But if you target enough of them, which you will in a, in a well-written long article, eventually the aggregate traffic potential to these articles is quite good. The average traffic to a article uh, across all these sites is about 300, 330, which which isn't that high, but it actually still works economically. So, so that's my SEO approach in a nutshell. It's very simple. There's really no offsite SEO going on. It's really focused with onsite and that works. And I'm able to get millions of visitors to my website every month. And that is the process for SEO that I'm doing. Thanks, John, for that. Again, you can find him at fatstacksblog.com and the excellent email newsletter over there as well. I found the same thing too, where the search volume estimates in these various keyword tools, they don't really take into account all of the long tail variations of these keywords. So you might find a keyword that has, you know, maybe a hundred monthly searches, but you end up writing this article and you get thousands of monthly views for it because of these long tail variations. Steve Scott from developgoodhabits.com and happierhuman.com echoed a similar approach where it becomes this volume publishing game to collect visitors and earn ad revenue. Hey, this is Steve from HabYourHuman.com. The tip that I'm sharing today is my number one favorite strategy that I use for all my websites. The idea here is to build entire content silos around the low-hanging fruit keywords. So instead of going after keywords with lots of competition, I like to look for ones where I know my website can successfully land in the top 10 results of Google. And the best part is if you do this well, you don't have to worry about building backlinks. To get started, you need just two simple tools. So you need Ahrefs or pretty much any other keyword research tool. And you need a spreadsheet to keep track of a keyword. What I like to do is I just simply go over to Ahrefs, type in a bunch of keywords related to my topic, and I just examine the top 10 results. As an example, in Ahrefs, my one website has a domain rating of 67. So it's a pretty good domain rating. So I know odds are I can probably find lots of keywords where my website can pretty much beat the competition. So what I like to do is I just uh, type in keywords, look at the results, and I only pick phrases where there are at least two uh, websites with a domain rating of 60 or below. To me, this is a good indicator that a quality piece of content has a decent chance of ranking for this particular phrase. And obviously, the more websites you can find with a low DR, the more of a slam dunk that particular keyword would be. And obviously, if you have a lower domain rating in Ahrefs or another keyword tool, you want to look for, I guess, easier competition based off of what your current website is. And finally, I don't really worry about the total searches that a keyword gets per month. At least uh, 50 searches per month is good enough for me. And I found that I've had plenty of articles that Ahrefs or other keyword tools say that only gets about 50 to 100 searches per month. And these articles will get thousands of visits per month. So I know this is a strategy that I use for hundreds of articles on my website. Targeting low competition keywords is definitely a theme here, and for good reason. If a search term is too tough to go after right now, of course, keep it on your list as your domain authority improves, but prioritize the content that you have a chance of ranking for. Debbie here from thefloringgirl.com. I have a home decor blog where I mainly blog about hardwood flooring and painting. And I've been blogging since 2010 and doing SEO since then. So I know SEO well. I also teach SEO. So I've been focusing on long tail, which is nothing new. And we all know that one of the biggest mistakes new bloggers make and probably the most common mistake 
when they do keyword research is they focus on high volume keywords, which they are never going to rank for because everyone and his brother is trying for those. And at the beginning, you have no authority. So you always want to do long tail. But now I'm doing what I would call super long tail. So basically, I'm going into Hrefs, which I know can sound expensive and scary, but you can just get a $7 trial for seven days. And I did that. And in actually just half an afternoon, I was able to crank out 93 articles, article ideas for the keywords, that is. I basically sorted from low competition. So I started with a competition of zero to five, then I went six to 10, and then I must have done 10 to 20 because I have a few that are in the lower teens in there. And then I found 93 articles that I thought could work for my audience and for my blog and that I could feel good about writing about. And then I cut it down further and I did the ones first that I can do where I can make affiliate commissions because we all know you can earn much more money from affiliate marketing than you can from ads, although you can easily do a combination. And that's often what I do. Then from there, I farmed it out to one of my VAs. She's a very talented writer. She can sound like me and she knows SEO because I helped train her on that. And then she will pump out the article. What we're finding is usually, not always, but usually we can rank in maybe four to six weeks for a lot of those articles. And the funny thing is I'm often too busy to even check rankings. I often only know because I'm checking my affiliate commissions and something will pop. I do some stuff on Amazon. I use other places as well. But on Amazon, I actually can use a tracking ID. So then I see it, you know, pop up in my top articles um, for commissions. And just to give one example, one that we did beginning of April, we were ranking on page one because I noticed in May that we had made a little over a hundred dollars. And then in June, which isn't even finished, we've made $180 so far and we still have maybe another six or seven days. So it's worked really well. And I am actually amping up the articles going to two a month and then to three a month. So I'm very excited about this. Hey, entrepreneurs, we know that anyone with a side hustle loves finding new ways to save. So if your business takes you on the road, sign up for a free membership with Hertz Business Rewards. Work trips, client meetings, industry conferences with Hertz Business Rewards, you'll save at least 20% every time you rent a car. And you'll save on more than just the daily rate. Members earn credits redeemable towards free rental days. It's also free to add an additional driver if any additional coworkers come along. And for those Gen Z entrepreneurs out there, no young renter fees. Plus, sign up for Hertz Business Rewards today and earn three times credits during your first 90 days. So whether you're traveling for a side hustle or a main hustle, join for free at Hertz.com slash business rewards. Applies to base rate, taxes, fees, and options excluded. Additional terms and exclusions apply. Visit Hertz.com slash business rewards to learn more. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, 
I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I know we're hammering the keyword research element of SEO here. But it's interesting that it came up so often among these experts, and hopefully it inspires you to not start blogging like I did, which was to write whatever I felt like, pretty much, and was rewarded accordingly with pretty dismal traffic numbers in those first few years. Hey guys, it's Ben Adler, and I'm the founder of Keyword Chef. I'll be sharing what Keyword Chef is and free methods that you can use to find keywords that you are nearly guaranteed to rank for. So Keyword Chef is a really simple, easy to use keyword discovery tool that I built specifically for bloggers like myself, and it works extremely well. So it's based on the manual process I was using to find low competition keywords that I could easily rank for. So using such methods, I've been able to find and write articles that bring in over 1,000 visits per month without backlinks. And when I say short articles, I'm talking 700, 800 words each. So these aren't really technical articles at all. And the ranking and bringing traffic. So the first step is to find keywords. Usually I like to copy keywords from Google Autosuggest. So this is basically when you go to google.com and you start to search for something, you'll see the autocomplete suggestions pop up. Those are basically keywords. So here Google is telling you keywords for free which is freaking awesome. So how do you use this to your advantage? You can type in little phrases related to your niche. So if you're talking about dogs for your dog blog, you can type in, why do dogs? And up will come a bunch of suggestions like, why do dogs bark? Why do dogs eat grass? Why do dogs have whiskers? And all of those are potential keyword ideas. So now that we have a list of keywords, we can now get the search volume. So there is a Chrome extension called Keywords Everywhere. Uh, It's very cheap and it will tell you the search volume when you're actually searching for keywords in Google this way. There is also another free tool called Surfer SEO, but I find Keywords Everywhere to be a little bit better. So I like to look for keywords that have between zero and 100 search volume. And this is not an exact science. And as you get more experience, you'll develop your own methods and what works for you. So now that we have the keyword and the search volume, the last important step is to analyze the competition. We don't want to be going for keywords that are too competitive because if they're too competitive, we won't rank for them. And if we don't rank, we aren't going to get traffic. So we want to make sure the keyword that we are targeting is low enough competition to make sure that it ranks and that we get traffic. So what I like to do is I actually go to Google and I search for my keyword and I look at the top 10 results that show up. And what I'm looking for are sites with user-generated content. So these are things like Quora, Yahoo Answers, Reddit, etc. The reason why these sites are a good indicator of low competition is because 
anyone can go into these sites and type anything they want. So they're not very well SEO optimized, yet they're ranking despite that. So this means the keyword must be easy. So if we were to write an article that was SEO optimized, there's a very good chance that we can beat these other websites. So that's a method I've been using to find keywords and rank keywords really easily without backlinks. So Keyword Chef will actually do this for you automatically. It will analyze thousands of keywords at once and tell you which ones have forms ranking on them. So you don't have to do it one by one. And it's a huge time saver. So that's my tip for you guys. Hope you like it. Thank you, Ben, for that. And thank you for all your help in helping moderate the Side Hustle Nation Facebook group over the last couple of years, at least. Now, when I was playing around with Keyword Chef, one cool thing that I liked was its wildcard search feature where you could enter a seed phrase and then an asterisk, and it would fill that asterisk in with the actual words and search volumes for that phrase. For example, I punched in how to start a asterisk business and how to make money asterisk, and I got a bunch of cool content ideas for Side Hustle Nation that way. Next up is Tammy Smith from fithealthymama.com and episode 432 of the Side Hustle Show. Hey, Side Hustle Nation. This is Tammy from Fit Healthy Mama, and I would love to share with you one of my top tips for SEO, and that is to use a content editor in order to draft and structure your blog posts or pieces of content that you're going to put on your website that you hope to rank in Google and get found. The specific piece of software that I use is called Surfer SEO. I've been using this for a few months now, and I've seen some pretty amazing results. So what this software does is it pulls all of the information from what's already on page one in Google. So it's going to pull together, you you say, you tell the software what keyword you want to rank for, and it's going to pull all that information together for you and give you kind of a blueprint for what it's going to take for you to compete with the pages that are already there on page one. So it's going to tell you things like how many words you're going to need, and that'll give you a range. It's going to tell you how many headers, how many paragraphs. It's going to give you all your LSI terms that you're going to want to include within your article sprinkled in there so that you can, again, just ensure that you have everything that you need to be able to show up on page one. Now, I go about doing this a couple of different ways. I will either write my article beforehand, just the way that I want to do it and the way that I think it should be based on my own personal research. And then I will plug it into the software and make any changes or updates based on what my content score comes back at. And I will try to get my content score as high as possible, meaning I will try to match all of the stipulations that they put out there to be able to get my content score as high as possible. And then that gives me the best shot of ranking on page one. Another way to do it is to just plug in to Surfer the keyword that you want to rank for, and you can actually use their content editor and plug your blog post, your words right in, and you can write it as you go. So that way you are right from the get-go, knowing that you're optimizing based on what is needed per the software. And so those are two different ways to go about it. Both ways work well. It just depends what works best for you. I really like this because it allows me to not only infuse my personal style and personality within my blog post, 
but I also ensure that I'm not ignoring SEO and best practices and what it actually takes to be on page one. So it helps me just balance those two aspects to my writing. And I've seen some pretty amazing results that have made a big impact in my business. I have taken previous articles that I've written and run it through this software and discovered that I'm missing a lot of aspects that could really help boost my content score. And after making those changes, I've seen my articles actually move up in Google. So this has been a game changer for me and one that I think everybody who wants to rank in Google with their blog posts should know about. That sounds pretty slick and actually a lot more advanced than trying to get the little Yoast plugin traffic light to turn green. Which, by the way, don't lose sleep over if it is not for your posts. I've got plenty of first page rankings with an orange Yoast light. Hey there, Side Hustle Nation. John Doherty here from Credo, GetCredo.com, where we connect great businesses with the best pre-bedded digital marketing agencies online. So I've been an SEO expert for 10, 12 years. Well, I've been an SEO for 10 or 12 years and uh, worked on a lot of large websites, a lot of smaller websites as well. I've been building Credo for the last about eight years, five and a half, almost six full time. And something that's really helped us from an SEO perspective that I think is an under leveraged strategy that a lot of you could use because you're subject matter experts, you have connections in this space, you have friends in this space, you have friends online doing cool things, writing blog posts, but also doing podcasts. And something that's been super effective for me with building links is actually being an expert on those podcasts, just like I am right here on Side Hustle Nation, like I was on a episode in about 2018 as well. So it's gotten us great exposure, driven us great business, but also you're going to get a link back from that website. And to take this even another step further, as you're giving that interview, as you're talking, if you have resources that you've produced that are going to be useful to the audience, make sure to mention those because most podcasts in the episode, in the episode notes are going to also reference and link to other resources that were mentioned so that the listeners, the readers can go and find those. So not only is this a great opportunity for getting branded links, it can also be a great opportunity for getting deeper links into your website to help you rank for those specific terms that you know are going to drive you business. Hope that's helpful. John Doherty, getcreato.com. Peace out, Side Hustle Nation. I love it, John. And podcast guesting has been of huge benefit to me in building my network and building relationships, also building my audience and building those all important backlinks. In fact, one of my best strokes of accidental SEO genius slash luck was with one of the very first posts that I wrote for Side Hustle Nation back in 2013. It was a big list of side hustle ideas. I think I came up with 79 ideas in its first iteration. And the default URL that WordPress wanted to assign to the post was something like 79-side-hustle-business-ideas. And it went on from there, long, ugly, impossible to say URL. So my stroke of luck was just shortening that to sidehustlenation.com slash ideas. I had a feeling it would be a pillar piece of content that could grow and evolve over time. And the short, sweet, easy to say URL has really helped out because, and this is where podcast guesting comes in, anytime I'm on another show and have occasion to mention it, it's super easy to drop either uh, in context during the interview or at the end, like, you know, often interviews wrap up, hey, Nick, where can people find you, learn more about you, what you're up to? 
Well, first off, thanks so much for having me. Of course, I'd love to have you tune into the Side Hustle Show and your favorite podcast app. And if you're on the Side Hustle sidelines, you want to see what options are out there, sidehustlenation.com slash ideas is a great place to start. This is my constantly updated laundry list of money-making ideas to help get your creative juices flowing and there's no opt-in required. I've given that pitch dozens of times. And as a result, that high-priority pillar post of mine has lots of relevant backlinks. So where do you go to find podcast guest opportunities? Obviously, you can pitch hosts uh, directly. You can join directories like Andrew Alleman's podcastguests.com. There's podmatch.com. There's radioguestlist.com. But honestly, the vast, vast majority of my own podcast guest appearances have come just as a result of being an active and enthusiastic member of the online entrepreneurship and the personal finance communities. And John also mentioned his Side Hustle Show episode. That was episode 273, where we talked about Credo's unique model, where he was getting paid to play matchmaker. We called it high-touch affiliate marketing, figuring out a prospect's needs and then connecting them for a finder's fee, of course, to a qualified contractor or agency. 273, if you want to go check that one out. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Shirak Shemasian, founder of Shemasian Academic Consulting. We help people get into top colleges, medical schools. Uh, the website is shemasianconsulting.com. One SEO tip I have for folks that has really worked for us lately is producing extremely high quality tools for people to get done whatever it is they need to get done. So a lot of folks, I think, you know, will publish infographics or just maybe generic checklists of things that don't really move the needle for people. But if you create tools that, you know, serve as an ultimate resource for something, um, it tends to get a lot of views. It get, tends to get a lot of clicks and a lot of uses and just really develops trust with your brand. So one example, um, one of our specialties is helping people prepare for the MCAT, which is the medical college admissions test. And it's essentially the standardized test required to get into various medical schools and we created study schedules that people can use, whether they have one month to study, three months or six months to study. And it's not just a generic like week one, do this, week two, do that, but rather day by day um, with a calendar that they can download and use. And it's just gotten a lot of use um, from our readers. And people reach out and thank me all the time. And it just builds authority and trust. And, you know, if folks are, are looking for higher level MCAT support, they might contact us. So always think about, you know, how you can provide value for your readers. I know that's an overused statement at times, but just taking it to the next level. I think sometimes with content creation, people focus on producing massive amounts of quantity, uh, massive amounts of content, but they don't really think about what can I do to achieve extreme levels of depth in this certain content area and do it. Put in the work that other people are unwilling to do. Um, and I think that it'll pay dividends for you as well. All right, y'all take care. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. 
Think of it like your behind the scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. ANDS.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. I like that one as well, and I feel... Like that's one that would resonate with Matt Givanisi, who said in an email a couple of weeks ago, that's my secret business sauce. I care more about my thing than you do about yours. And that kind of thinking pushes me to make untouchable content. That's what builds trust and brand loyalty. It's the ultimate future proofing strategy. So Matt, if you're tuning in, I love that message in, uh, in your email. If you want to learn more about Shirog and how he leaned into SEO to build a multi-six-figure consulting business in the grad school admissions space, definitely check out our full interview in episode 337 or at sidehustlenation.com slash Shirog, S-H-I-R-A-G. Hey, Mark Mars here from nichewebsite.builders, the marketing agency for content publishers and affiliate marketers. My tip is to consider using an aged or expired domain when starting a new site. This tip is nothing new, but certainly seems to be growing some traction among our community. Starting and monetizing a new blog is hard, not least because when using a brand new domain, it will be months before you get into that positive feedback loop of creating content, ranking content, generating more traffic, and then as a result, more income. When creating content for a blog, it can typically take six to nine months before you see any benefit of your efforts, which can be a real challenge for motivation and imposter syndrome. Am I even doing this right? This is known as the sandbox period a period of time where Google won't rank your content yet as it doesn't trust the domain until it has some age. This is one reason why we've seen the use of aged or expired domains become more popular. Not only to save time by skipping the sandbox period, meaning you can start to get traffic much more quickly, but also because you can get a blistering start to a site by leveraging the existing trust that Google has in a domain, often through its backlink profile. We've built sites on expired domains that have made thousands of dollars in just a few months instead of a few years. It usually works out a cheaper route to success, given the shorter time to revenue and the fact that you don't have to invest time and money in acquiring backlinks. The tricky part is finding domains, that needle in the haystack, which has all the attributes of a domain likely to succeed without the negative attributes that might hold it back. 
We've seen a huge amount of success using aged or expired domains, both in our own portfolio, as well as sourcing domains and building sites for our clients at Niche Website Builders. Mark, I am with you. If I was starting a new SEO-centered project today, I would spend a bit more upfront, as much as it would pain me to do so, to buy a property with some level of established authority and backlinks. I mean, that's the pitch of ODYS.Global, who you've heard sponsoring some recent episodes. But check Mark out at nichewebsite.builders. I recently connected with him and Adam over there. They've got some cool stuff going on in the world of done-for-you content bundles, link building services, and aged domains as well. Next up to bring this roundup home is Robert Brandle from WebsiteToolTester.com and episode 340 of the Side Hustle Show, where we chatted about how to build an awesome review site and the niches where that might be a fun project to tackle. Hey, Robert from Website Tool Tester here. We review website builders and other online tools on our site. Regarding SEO, one of the best things you can do is the Ahrefs Site Audit. You probably know that you can check backlinks and keyword volumes with Ahrefs, but you can also do a complete scan of your site and that's even free. This will uncover things like broken links, both internal and external, images that are too large, missing SEO titles and descriptions, redirect chains, missing alt text, you name it. It's especially good when you're working with a team. Whenever someone adds a broken link, I will know about it the next day and will be able to fix it. This tool has probably saved me thousands of dollars in lost revenue for all the broken affiliate links it found. Enjoy! Yes, this resource is called Ahrefs Webmaster Tools, and it'll give you a technical overview of your website's foundation in the eyes of Google. And if you've been blogging for any length of time and you haven't done this audit, I would make that a priority. And I've never seen anyone get a perfect website health score, so don't stress out about the actual number that it spits out, but work your way through the recommendations as they make sense. I'm going to drop in a direct link to that resource and every other resource mentioned uh, as well in the show notes for this episode at sidehustlenation.com slash SEO tips, all one word. While you're there, make sure to download the free guide that I put together on the common and expensive website mistakes that you might be making with your site. I'll tell you what those mistakes are, how to test your own site for them, and how to get them fixed up fast. Once again, that's at sidehustlenation.com dot com slash SEO tips. Big thanks to everyone who shared their voicemail tips for this episode. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on.